Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. The FT. Welcome to FT Analysis. More choice for parents and students, higher standards and greater competition. That was the promise of Sweden's embrace of a for-profit education system, a model that has been admired by free market advocates around the world. But recently, Sweden itself has begun to question the model after the country's international test scores fell sharply. Helen Worrell, the FT's public policy correspondent, went to Sweden to report on the growing debate over education a month ahead of the country's general election. In the Naka shopping district in southern Stockholm is a mall filled only with high schools. The glass and steel Kunskapsgalleria, or knowledge gallery, looks like an ordinary retail complex with a restaurant, cafe and lofty atrium rising through five balconied floors. But the shop fronts are school gates and the advertisements promote education businesses rather than luxury merchandise. As shoppers mill through nearby arcades, a stream of backpack youngsters flows through the M7 building. For the architects of Sweden's education reforms, this nexus between teaching and commerce is the ideal of state-funded but independently run free schools, known as free schooler. Two decades on from the audacious experiment in opening up state education to the market, a fifth of pupils, or about 312,000 children, attend free schooler. Of these, two-thirds attend institutions run by companies rather than cooperatives or charities, and four of the ten largest education providers are owned or backed by private equity investors. No other European country has entrusted so much of its children's education to private companies. Initially, the system won the admiration of free market advocates around the world, particularly Michael Gove, the UK's former education secretary, who declared in 2008, we need a Swedish education system. Education experts at the Cato Institute, a libertarian think tank in Washington, have looked into what US charter schools could learn from the similarly autonomous free schooler. For politicians wishing to improve schools without raising taxes, Sweden seemed to have found the answer. Parents had greater choice, new schools brought higher standards and spurred existing institutions to improve. Strong test scores in the early years appeared to back up Sweden's theory that market competition was the best way to improve standards, drawing a flood of companies into the market. One teaching union leader recalls that it used to be easier to start a free school than a fish and chip shop. But as free schooler have proliferated, Sweden's confidence in for-profit schools has been shaken. Traditionally top of the class in education, Sweden has tumbled in international test rankings, with the OECD's most recent PISA results showing scores falling dramatically in reading, maths and science to a position well below the average for developed nations. Scandals in company-run schools have outraged parents further. Public anxiety about the state of Sweden's schools has put its for-profit model, not just for schools but in other areas of government such as health and social care, at the top of the agenda in next month's general election. 
Jonas Huistet, leader of the left party, sums up the public's disillusionment. The belief in Sweden that deregulation is the solution for anything, from running railways to educating kids, has been huge, he says. This is now over. There are parts of our lives the market cannot fulfil. As the Conservative Party in Britain considers whether to extend its free schools policy to allow profit-making companies to run institutions, the focus is on Sweden once again, but this time for less flattering reasons. It is approaching midsummer and on the island retreat of Skansen, Marcus Stromberg, chief executive of Sweden's largest education group, is briefing colleagues from EQT, his private equity parent company. Academedia receives 5.1 billion kroner, or $730 million a year, from the government to run 285 schools and preschools across the country, as well as 130 adult education facilities. It is second only to the municipality of Stockholm in education funding receipts. While the company has steered clear of public scandal, some of its closest competitors have attracted controversy. A year ago, JB Education, owned by Axel, a Danish private equity company, declared itself bankrupt, causing panic among its 10,000 students. This spring, Swedes were appalled by reports that the Helsens chain of preschools had cut its food budget to nine kroner, or just over a dollar, per child per day. Toddlers were being given only crisp bread and water. Helsens denies that bread and water had ever been its recommended breakfast. Despite a hostile political climate, Mr Stromberg strikes a positive note. He tells the FT that responsible providers such as his are taking away the black holes and bureaucracy that municipalities have, and he insists that a limited company is the best organisation to create good quality at a low cost. Academedia makes about 7% profit, or 528 million kroner a year before tax, on its schools and preschools. Since the government pays a set fee per child, the business must entice more customers to make more money. Education providers argue this model ensures that only high-quality successful schools are profitable. Detractors say it encourages free schools to waste taxpayer funds on expensive advertising campaigns. When asked how it makes cost savings, Academedia says economies of scale on procurement and a central administration are the largest drivers of efficiencies. However, staff is the most significant cost for any education provider and the company admits that its teacher-to-pupil ratios are higher than those in municipality schools. It also says that some of its schools pay lower salaries than their state-run counterparts, often because its teachers are younger. Public anxiety about teaching standards in privately run schools has prompted the government to bring in new training standards. But in Mr Thrumberg's view, the preoccupation with profit is misplaced. Is a company good for society? Do you need companies to invest more in the school system? These are really the questions, he says. The question is not about profit. Academedia owns two of the six-form colleges in Nacka's Kunskapsgalleria Arcade, although this is not immediately evident since the company's branding does not appear on either of their logos. Academedia has kept a very low public profile. One of its colleges, Ritmus, specialises in music and has a cult following among Swedish teenagers. Lars Jungmann, its headmaster, spent 20 years teaching in the public sector before taking over the free school two years ago.
I was curious to find out what it would be like because within the public schools, it was always said that the education companies were so greedy that they didn't give to the students, says Mr. Youngman. I was thinking about whether I would have less money to spend on my students, but on the whole, I have more to distribute for my pupils and teachers. He also praises the flexibility of the free schooler system, contending that it makes it quicker and easier to get things done than in the public sector. However, away from the classroom and Academedia's press team, one Ritmus teacher is less complimentary. These companies are like parasites, nothing more, nothing less, the teacher says. The expansion of the highly popular Ritmus model to Gothenburg, Malmö, Neuschöping and Orebro is financially driven, the teacher argues. Ritmus is like KFC, it is a brand, the teacher says. Expansion is just a way of making more profit. It's about reaching future customers. Such concerns have gained currency in the Swedish media and among the electorate. Mr Huistet, leader of the left party, is a possible coalition partner in a future centre-left government and is campaigning under the slogan Not for Sale. It is a pledge he has applied to education, health and welfare. From his office in Gamla Stan, Stockholm's medieval centre, Mr Huistet says there is no question that profit-making businesses are at fault for the national crisis now known as PISA shock. They're not running schools because they like kids or because they're interested in education, he says. They are doing this because they are interested in fast money. Mr Huistet reels off several examples of bad practice that have blighted the reputation of private education providers but admits that drawing a definite link between the poor PISA results and the increase in private provision is more complicated. It's not always the fact that private schools get worse results, but they do harm to the system because traditional municipality schools have to adapt to a market system and they often lose their best pupils, says Mr Huistet. This is the most common complaint about free choice in schooling, one which US and UK politicians are also grappling with. Critics contend that middle-class parents are likely to be drawn into the newer free schools, leaving poorer children stuck in poorly performing, older institutions. Clear figures with which to compare the results of free schooler and municipality schools are difficult to obtain. Friskolornas Riksforbund, the free schools trade association, quotes research showing that their pupils leave primary education with grades 10% higher than the national average. A separate review of the Swedish evidence carried out by Rebecca Allen, an academic at the UK's Institute of Education, concluded that the positive effects of free schools were marginal because the benefits were focused on children from highly educated families. Bertil Ustberg, State Secretary for Schools, admits that free choice has led to bigger differences between schools. He lays the blame partly on politicians who introduced free schooler, saying they were naive to think these institutions would be run by teachers and parents. Now we have got these big companies and they are often owned by venture capitalists and they have seen education as a good way of earning money, he says. A working group is considering whether legislation should be introduced to prevent private equity groups from taking ownership of free schools because they do not have the necessary long-term interest to make them succeed. If you really want to improve education, you have to invest in the training of teachers and raising teachers' competence takes time, Mr Esberg says. And if you're a private equity business or venture capitalist, do you really have the interest to make sure that the results are better in a 10-year perspective? Critics suggest that the government's concessions are an uncertain and tardy response to the public outcry. 
it is striking that the OECD, whose ratings have caused such anxiety, is agnostic on the issue of profit. The organisation advocates a tougher inspection regime for Sweden, but Andreas Leicher, head of the PISA assessment programme, does not criticise commercial gain. We should not underestimate the money that gets wasted in education systems through all sorts of ways, he says. Mr Schleicher cites OECD research showing that in the US, only half the spending per student arrives in the classroom. That worries me a lot more than someone extracting 3, 4 or 5% of the profit, he says. Whatever the outcome of the election, Sweden will change. While Mr Huisset promises to rid swathes of the public sector of private interests altogether, Mr Ersberg's Liberal Party, which is part of the centre-right coalition, will at least curb company ownership. But Harry Klugsbrunn, the senior partner at EQT responsible for Academedia, is undaunted. The company has already expanded its preschool chain to Norway and hopes to set up in Germany within the next 18 months. The path across Europe is set and regardless of what happens in Sweden, there are plenty of positive drivers for his business elsewhere. You have education being a prioritised area. You have governments wanting to spend more on educating their citizens and future citizens. And you have the demographic growth of populations, Mr Klugsbrunn says. So there's good underlying growth, which we like. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor. What's a mistake they made that changed their approach? And how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.